I am BJ Yoho. Welcome to Thundercast. We are back in the studio. Me, Aaron, and Sam are back after one crazy end of the school year and one crazy summer break. Before we get started, I would like to tell everybody listening today that due to COVID-19 precautions, all members of Media Club are now required to wear face masks. So if you notice that our voices are a little bit muffled, it's because of the face masks. It's not our microphones and it's not your speakers. So just a little heads up there. So how are we doing, you guys? Good. I've had a really good day today. That's good. I'm doing all right. All righty. So, before we get started with the main topic today, how about we go around and we say hi to each of the members. First off, I guess I'll start. I am BJ. This year I'm a senior, and I'm really excited to be here. I'm Aaron. Uh, I'm a senior this year. I'm Sam. I'm also a senior, and will graduate to be in the class of 2021. So, sadly... She couldn't be here today, but we have a new member that has joined Media Club. She's my cousin, Danny. She's a senior as well, and she was so excited to be part of this, but sadly, she couldn't make it today, so we miss her today. But hopefully, we can get episodes hosted by her out there very soon. Today's topic will be something that I'm sure... Unless you've been living under a rock, you've definitely heard a lot about this. It is the 2019 to 2020 outbreak of coronavirus. The start out, what are our thoughts? What do you guys think about all this that has happened? Aaron, would you like to start? I don't know. It sucks. It's awful. Uh, well, for me, I don't know really. I think it's dumb, first of all. But if you want to keep us safe, then I get it. I feel that a lot has had to change with the coronavirus, whether we like it or not. And whether it's good or bad, I think that uh, life has had to change over the course of this in this year. And I think that it's going to have an impact on how not only we go about our daily lives, but how the coming generation of Eastern students are going to have to um, live their school lives. Yeah, what will be funny is when the next generation asks, like, about this pandemic, they'll probably be like, what type of mask you had to wear? And they'll probably think we were wearing, like, some chicken costume or something. Or hazmat suits. Or hazmat suits or biohazard suits. That would have been cooler. Yeah. I And a lot safer. <laughs> I think that definitely down the line when hopefully this pandemic goes down, I think a lot of people are going to look at this event back in history, going to be like, oh, you had to wear masks everywhere you go? I bet that was like some Clint Eastwood crazy things, huh? Or Mardi Gras crazy thing. Yeah. So I definitely think that it might become a little bit glorified down the line, but... Definitely, thanks to podcasts like this or any kind of record, we're able to show what we've had to go through. 
So just to give everybody a little bit of a synopsis of what's been going on, the coronavirus, or scientifically COVID-19, has been with us. Technically, it's been with us at the end of 2019, but it's only grown as 2020 has gone along. I believe the pandemic truly kick-started in February, and to tell you the truth, it's really been all downhill from there. It really has. You ain't a kid, buddy. And a lot of people have been affected by especially with underlying medical issues that are at higher risk. I know with me myself, being in a wheelchair, I know I am at a high risk in the elder generation, and it's definitely harder for people like them to cope with this. Social distancing, I mean, if you turn on the news, social distancing and wearing masks alone is causing huge issues. And so I think that coronavirus has created a new norm that people is having a hard time getting used to. I could agree with that. Saying, if I may say something here, it's not only affecting the physical disability, it's also affecting the mental health of people. I mean, you're ripping a life from them when they're so used to just going outdoors and doing what they want. Then not only is it affecting people that already have mental issues, it's also creating mental issues for some people. For people that have been used to going out, doing their daily business, now they have to change their entire lifestyle. Definitely, I feel like a lot of teenagers as well, or even kids who are used to something specific, then have that gripped away from them all of a sudden. That's have an effect on them as well. So I think that it's also created medical issues for some people as well. Wouldn't you guys agree? Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, that's been the basic gist of coronavirus. But on a more positive note, I think a lot of jokes have come out from all this that's happened, especially uh, Sam knows what I'm talking about. He's smiling at me right now. Toilet paper hoarding. I mean, yeah, why hoard toilet paper? I mean, do you are you more concerned with wiping than brushing your teeth, or what's the deal with that? I keep a roll in my backpack, just in case. I would be safe with that. Aaron came prepared. Always. Now, I will say this. If we are all hoarding anything, I would go for the meat section. I would say, forget the toilet paper. I'm going to the food aisle. <laughs> well, for me, I'm so fat, I think I'd hoard ice cream. You would want to get as much as essentials as you possibly can. Toilet paper, there's enough substitute for toilet papers out there. Yeah, there's leaves, bark. Or even napkins or anything like that. Like, Yeah. There's enough that you could use to substitute toilet paper, but anything else, I don't know. Yeah. That just goes to show it has proven one thing about humanity. When the world comes to an end, we all go crazy about toilet paper. <laughs> toilet paper That's the one thing we'll go crazy about is toilet paper. Toilet paper will be the official currency of the apocalypse. Just go out and like... That'd be one stash of toilet paper, please. Yeah. He's like, uh, that's a dozen rolls of toilet paper, sir. I'd like to cash in my welfare toilet paper. <laughs> all this change started in the at the tail end of last year's school year, or the previous school year. We were so used to doing one specific thing, then all of a sudden, almost like a bomb went off. All of a sudden, coronavirus hits. We all have to abide by everything. We all have to deal with it almost immediately. Because if we don't tackle it immediately, it's going to hurt us bad. So 
how did you guys feel to all of a sudden have to make some changes to your lifestyle, especially your school lifestyle? Making changes to the school life. I mean, it sucked. It really did because you didn't know what to expect because it was partially like you didn't know what to do. You didn't know how bad it was going to get. You were concerned about cases rising up, if you were going to if you were going to get it yourself or have it get spiked or I mean, there were so many scenarios that could happen that were going through my head, so that's what I was feeling at the time frame. The the online schooling uh, that we did at the tail end of last year, it just wasn't great. It wasn't a great time. I mean, the teachers did all they could. It was it was new to most of them, but it's really just um, the big change that we had to go through without notice that really affected it the most. I feel like with e-learning, I feel like everybody was unprepared and nobody is to blame. No student, no teacher, no administrator, nobody is to blame for that. I just feel like nobody expected to go home at the end of school one day and never come back. I feel like nobody had a set plan because... Like I said, coronavirus just literally came out of nowhere. There was no warning. There was no signs that it was going to happen. It just happened. I feel like with e-learning, well, yes, it was crazy, and it did feel unorganized. I I honestly don't think anybody is to blame. I'm with you. But I think online learning kind of, I don't want to say, like, was the best thing in the world, but it had its benefits in a way, sort of, because – for me, last year I was a junior, and junior year, I'm not trying to blame the juniors or blame the junior teachers. They're awesome, but it was a hard year with all the amount of work. So when we went to e-learning, I'm like, we're going to e-learning, snap. It's all of a sudden it soothed me a little bit, and it was a lot easier. Yeah, I got the best grades I've ever gotten during e-learning, but I still didn't like it very much. It was 10 times worse for me. Junior year was already hard enough for me, but I expected that because I was talking to juniors – well, I was like a freshman and sophomore, and they were like, oh, junior year is going to be the craziest, hardest year of your school career. And they weren't a lion. I know, right? And so I finally got there, and I'm like, man, this is hard. Then when e-learning comes along, I felt like junior year was one punch, and then e-learning was a second punch. They just both hit me like one at a time, and I felt like I was down for the count. But overall, I feel like from what we had, it worked, even though it wasn't the way that a lot of people were expecting to go out. Yeah, I, I could see that. And we made the best out of it. We really did. With all this coronavirus that was hitting, how did everybody spend their summer knowing that you couldn't do as much as you would usually do during the summer, like going to the mall or taking a vacation? Because I know for a fact, me and my family, we were going to go to Florida this summer for a vacation. When all this coronavirus hit, we couldn't. So it was one of those things had to be adjusted. So how did you guys handle all this, and how did you survive it? Well, for me, I had to forego going to the movies like I wanted to. And obviously there weren't very many movies coming out. They've all been pushed back. But uh, instead of that, I started going to the drive-in instead. The drive-in is like a very good alternative to such things because you're in your car instead of sitting right next to someone. So there's not even a chance that you could infect the person next to you because you're inside your car. And, you know, as an alternative to vacationing, I figure you could just drive around. And that's what my family did a lot is we drove around in our car and discovered new places in Indiana close to home so we didn't have to stay in a hotel. Well, for me, to answer your question, I didn't go out as much. 
I drove a lot. I don't as much anymore, but with Walmart, I didn't go in at all. I was too nervous. So I used to the click list and help my mom out and buy, buy her some groceries. But I mainly spent my summers listening to music and the old rock and roll or classic rock and roll is what you call it. I feel like a lot of people have that same answer. Either people had to go with alternatives or they had to change their plans. Even though my family didn't go get to go on that trip, we still did a little something. We went to – Sam, you went with us. We were – at this safari zoo down by French Lick, Indiana. And I just feel like a lot of people have learned this lesson that not a lot we're expecting to learn. Things can change almost instantly because coronavirus, when it just hit out of nowhere, everybody was just so unprepared and everybody was so just taken off guard that just nobody knew how to deal with it or how to handle it. Yes, I agree with that. And may I add something? Even though COVID's all bad, there's one good thing it can teach us, and if you think about it, and it's a lifelong lesson to it, is cherish every moment you have with your family and friends because one moment they could possibly get COVID and they bite the dust. That's definitely true as well. I, human be, Humanity, I'm not pointing at anybody in particular, but I think every single human being has— They take things for granted. Yeah, every single human being at least once in their life has taken— life itself for granted and we think we're immortal we think nothing's gonna happen to us and then we get hit by a bus and that changes our whole perspective in my opinion coronavirus is that bus that's hitting us it's changing our whole perspective so i think whether or not this goes away anytime soon i think a lot more people are gonna be like we gotta be more careful not like live our lives in a plastic bubble or yeah anything. Or walk on eggshells or anything like that yeah. but just be precaution you know what lesson I learned? I learned uh, always wear masks. Always do it while you sleep, uh, while you eat, while you drink, while you're running. How can you do it while you drink and eat, bro? I don't get how you can do that. You just manage. I don't know. It is possible. I saw in the news one time somebody programmed a mask. It's like I don't know how it worked. It was like motion censored or something. And every time they'd bring food or something to drink to the mouth, the mask would open up and let them take a bite. Then when they move it back, it would close. Well, that would probably be something you only want to wear while you're eating because what if somebody walks up to you and, like, or if something goes across your face, it's going to open up and then you're going to be exposed. That is true. Cool idea, though. Yeah, it's an interesting, it's a creative idea. I'll give them that. But there are still a lot more drawbacks. Plus, what would happen if it malfunctioned? There, you, Like, it malfunctioned open. Then there you'd be. <laughs> yeah, either way, though, that's definitely a really good lesson. I've been following somebody. I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if he w- would want his name out there. But he's been fighting COVID. Luckily, he's been doing pretty good. And whether we like it or not, we can't. We cannot decide when we are going to bite the dust. If you don't mind me quoting Queen. Can I sing it, please? No. Aw. Another one bites the dust. Dang it. So, yeah. We come back to this school year. Which, by the way, everybody, it's a special year this year. Even though we've got coronavirus to deal with, it's a special year. Your three main members, me, Aaron, and Sam, we are all seniors this year. What about Danny? Oh, yeah, she's a senior as well. So it's her first year, and it's her last year. (laughs) Knowing her, she'll make the best of it. So, boys, it's our last year. Aaron, how long have you been part of Media Club? I think I've been... 
around media clubs since freshman year. I know they did a call-out meeting during uh, activity period once, um, and me and one other person were the only people to show up. Uh, and so that person never came back. So uh, now I'm still here for four years. Heck yeah. Yeah. Aaron is now our veteran member, so it's extra special. Sam, how long have you been part of media club? Since sophomore year, and I love doing this, and I might do this for a career, actually. I don't know yet, but it might be a possibility. I was part of media club since sophomore year as well. Sam actually recommended it to me. Sam came here one week, and he's like, BJ, you got to do this with me. I came the next week, and me and Sam, we've been part of this ever since. Me, Aaron, and Sam, we're like inseparable. We're like the three musketeers of Eastern Green. If you don't mind me interrupting you, I got a question for each of you. If you don't mind me in doing that. So, since we're seniors, we're the class of 2021, I actually have two questions. First question I have is, how does it feel to be a senior, and how does it feel to be part of the graduate class of 2021? I don't know. I haven't graduated yet. True. But what is it going to feel like when you walk down the aisle? You think you're going to... I don't know. Don't know? What about you, B? I'm with Aaron. I, don't, I won't know till I actually do it. True. Maybe, uh, maybe me, too. Depends on how the school year goes. True. That is very true. And the second question, since we're all seniors, we've had four years of high school, right? We probably had some favorite classes in not each of them, but at least in one of the years. I want to know what your favorite class is and why out of this year or the previous years of high school. If you my, have multiple, you can mention them. My top three, uh, all of them. <laughs> all of them? All of them. I could pick one. Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay, um, I don't want to like embarrass you or anything. No, no, that's fine. Um, sort of a new experience I've had this year. It's sort of different for me. It's not like a typical class. I've really been enjoying uh, what I've been doing in JAG. Yeah, I would say I agree JAG's a good class too. What about you, B? JAG's my favorite class. I feel like my entire high school experience. I love my other classes. I love the teachers. The teachers here at Eastern are amazing. They put all the time that they need to not all the time they want to put in, all the time that they need to put in. It depends on who they're trying to help out and what they're trying to do. And I really commend all the teachers of Eastern Green Elementary, Middle, and High School for their work. But JAG in particular, just because it is a special kind of program, it's not a true class. It's more of a program that helps juniors and seniors be prepared for life after high school. Because if you think about it, other than JAG, there are not a lot of classes that deal with that subject. The only class I could really think of is home ec. There's more to life than sitting in your house. And JAG tries to give you those skills that you will need to pretty much survive in this world. Like leadership skills, working with a team, and not just opening a textbook and reading about that. The teacher puts us through scenarios that pretty much needs us to implement the skills that we learned. So I feel like it's a lot more hands-on than what you would expect from a normal class, and that's what I love most of all about JAG. I'm going to go ahead and answer this one if you guys don't mind. For me, my favorite, I've had some favorites over the years, so I'll just list them and tell you like a short reason why. So my first one, you had this one, I believe, Aaron, was ICP with Miss Andrews. I love her really well because she understood the world of disabilities, and she understood. She made me get interested in science, if that makes any sense. So that was nice. And the next year, my favorite was you um, had um, this one with me as well, Intro to Communications. That was a fun class, I remember, because it helped me a lot with some social skills. So I would um, think that would be a good one. And then for junior year, 
I would have to say my favorite would be Algebra to be with Martindale because she helped make me understand math and it had a way of explaining. It had a way of word. And then for this year, it's the tie between the same teacher. It's sociology with Mr. Atkinson because he's a pretty good teacher. And you, we have this too, Aaron, um, creative writing with Mr. Atkinson. That's a fun class because we read and get to have really cool and open discussions. And by Martindale, you mean Mrs. Martindale, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I just wanted to clarify because Yeah, got, I should have said that. I, I just wanted to clarify because we have two teachers by the name of Martindale. They're a husband and wife. They're both really good, and I think those are all great classes. And each of these classes, they have taught us something that we can happily go home and say, I learned that, whether it's academic-wise, socially-wise. Or emotionally-wise or mental-wise. Yeah, exactly. Algebra, it teaches you how to do basic math. Yeah, at first glance, it's just a boring math class. But when you go out into the real world and you have to implement that, in your lifestyle, you become a lot more thankful for what you were taught in your math class. And you're a lot more happy that you actually paid attention in your math class. Yeah, I mean, what our teachers are doing this year is really great. You know, our teachers are really great already. But teaching us the very best they can, even through this, is really, really a feat. They're doing really great. And may I just say, our school has been really well with the mask and social distancing. They've done really good on that. I was, I don't want to say I wasn't like, shocked but I was like surprised because I you know I feel like we get the freshers just going nose peeking all over the time and just people not cooperating but I was very surprised to see that we are I was I'm like that too not just eastern in particular pretty much any any place there's always going to be somebody who's going to decide I don't want to wear this mask there's always going to be someone that's going to say this mask is stupid and I shouldn't have to wear it and especially when you have schools full of angsty teenagers. You're probably going to expect a lot of that. But here at Eastern, I don't think I've ever had to hear once anybody have to be told to put their mask on. And if they are told, it's usually because they forgot to put it on. Not not that they don't want to have it on. It's just they just forgot to put it on. Yeah, or, they're, or it's slipping. Uh-huh. Those are really the only two reasons why a student's been told put your mask back on. And I have to say, I'm I'm really impressed. I'm I am really impressed. I was very, really like extremely surprised to see what Eastern is doing. It's just to show that our community is really good when we all have to come together. Mm-hmm. We're all in this together, and from what I can tell, watching the news and seeing how other people are handling this, I think I can happily say Eastern the best. <laughs> Maybe for now, at least. What do you think, Aaron? We're doing yeah. great. Best school on the planet, 100%. Yeah. Everybody, bring your children to Eastern. We're awesome. Let's talk about the future. Do we think that... Oh, the what? The future. Oh, the future. Okay. We're going back to the future, boys. Where do you think coronavirus is going to go? Do you think it's going to vanish, never be heard from again? Do you think it's going to become part of us from now on? Do you think we're going to ever get a vaccine? What do you guys think? Well, to be sure, I don't know, quite frankly, but I do hope that it will be a part of us. I know probably sociologists and social science people in the social science world are going to study this probably for sure. And I think for Americans and all around the world, COVID will become a part of them. But what I'm trying to do is wipe it from my memory, wipe 2020 from my memory, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm no doctor, but I mean, 
with the way Eastern's doing, I think this area could be uh, pretty good in the future. But from what I've heard, uh, they are cooking something up uh, about a vaccine, as far as I'm aware. I mean, obviously, they're trying to do something. But I have heard some promising things. My opinion, I know this is probably going to scare a lot of people out there that might be listening. I think, sadly, coronavirus, whether it dies down or not, I think it's part of us. I think it's here to stay, sadly. However, I do think we are eventually going to get to the point where we might still have to wash our hands and we might still have to social distance, but I think we're eventually going to get to the point where masks are no longer required, except you'd have to be careful on how you interact with other people. TJ, were you not washing your hands before? No, I was washing my hands. Oh, okay. Oh, I forgot to, guys. I'm sorry. Sam doesn't wash his hands. Coronavirus! <laughs> we're, you can't see this, but we're all scooting away from Sam right now in the studio. Yes. And, and I forgot to mention, I didn't use soap. Oh, even further away now. That explains it. I'm getting off of this country. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I feel like, sadly, it's going to be more like the flu, where we'll have a vaccination, and it just won't bother anybody anymore yeah it will still be there granted but it won't be to the point where we have to do this say six feet apart wash our hands as much i mean i still do i'm just kidding earlier but that's the dream that's what i hope for because if you think about it like the common cold the cold people there have been people that die of the cold but we never hear about it because because that's because it's been cured or somewhat cured as is the way to put it it's not it there, What's of, the word I'm looking for, then? No, as of now, we don't have a cure for the cold, but we have treatment. Treatment. There you yeah. go. Thank you. Like, when you get a cold, you just take yourself a Tylenol or a Benadryl or whatever, and you're like, okay, I'm fine. Like, a day later, you're perfectly fine. What people don't realize, like the flu, the cold, there have been plenty of people that die of that. People die of the flu all the time. And when people get the flu, we forget about that. And we're like... I got my flu shot. I'm taking my medicine. I'm okay. So I think the coronavirus is going to be exactly like that or something, at least something similar. It's going gonna, it's gonna to survive, and it's here to stay. However, when we, whenever we do get a vaccination, if whether that be tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, next, or even next century, whether or not we ever get a vaccine, I think it's going to be more like the flu or the common cold. I'm with you. Now, I have a, I have a fun idea. Why don't we do this? On around the table, let's predict when the vaccine will be. What not? I don't want the day. I want the year. Or at least a rough estimation. Yeah, a rough estimation. Aaron, you want to start? I've heard good things about October, but last month I also heard good things about September, and that hasn't worked out. There's, there's. I'm sorry. There's no way we're going to get a vaccine that soon. Well, but we. Get, I want a prediction day or a prediction year when we're going to have it. How? I'm going to quote. One of my teachers who was talking about it. Okay. They said scientists here, they're trying to go by each testing stage of the vaccines before they put it out there. We don't want to rush a vaccine because if we do something wrong, we could either make things worse or we could unleash something else. Hopefully that never happens. But we want to try and be careful when creating a vaccination. And so my prediction would have to be, we might, whether it be America, whether it be Russia, heck, if it be Africa, whoever gets it, I think we will at least have one by the latest end of next year. End of next year, okay. 
by the latest. Man, I don't know. I'm an here's the deal. I'm a very optimistic person, and I'm not the guy who thinks negative, but thinks ahead of time. And I think logic, so I think it, we could have one at least by the start of 2022. Well, I am not a gambling man, and I am not a doctor, so I'm going to say as soon as possible, as soon as it's tested. That's when it's coming. Yeah, I think it's definitely not going to take a long time to get it, but it'll be a while. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a while. By our luck, we're going to wake up Christmas morning and everybody's going to be like, we got a vaccine. Now, that would be ironic and hilarious. Yeah, that would be the greatest Christmas gift for everybody. I'm with you, bro. You want to know what would really suck? What's that? We woke up April Fool's and somebody said, we got a vaccine. (laughs) The whole virus was an April Fool's joke. The entire virus. uh, I think. Now, that was ironic. I think there'd be a lot of people protesting at the White House. No, not just the White House. I think. All across the world. This world would burn. The UN. This world would burn hotter than it already is. To get ready to wrap this up, I think we can all agree that no matter how hard that we follow the rules, no matter how hard it's been, I think that in the end, we got this. I think so, too. I mean, even though through all the cases, through all someone being tested positive, through all the deaths, through all the quarantines, through... Possibly going to hybrid through the sporting events. We'll be okay. Yeah, you mentioned hybrid just now. Can you talk about hybrid? Yeah, sure. So hybrid is where we will only go half time. So, for example, A through L, they'll go two days. M through Z of the last days, they'll go the other days. It'll be the whole school instead of just by grade. I think what Sam means is by when he means A through L and so forth, certain amount of people or students would go on certain amount of days while the other group would go on the other amount of days, while the teacher would be here every day, pretty much teaching the exact same lesson two days in a row. Uh, is that what you meant? Yeah. Okay. That's what we mean by hybrid. We have come close a couple times getting hybrid. I know there are definitely schools in the state that are hybrid right now. And like I said, Eastern, quite a few times, has come close to hybrid. Luckily, as of now, we're in blue. Hopefully come Wednesday, we're still in a good enough color to... Knock on wood. Yeah. Well, the table's not wood, so that didn't work. There's wood under or whatever this... Uh, wait, there's table under the wood? Uh, don't, don't knock anything. I'll hit it. Either way, I think in the end, we're going to get through this. And whether whether this end tomorrow, whether this end next year, or it never ends at all, I think we're going to pull through because the one good thing about humanity, when we come together, and when we put aside our differences and we work together for a common good, it all turns out good in the end, doesn't it? All in all, I think it's going to turn out good in the end. What do you guys think? I think so. I think in the end, it's going to be all good, and I think we're all going to get through. I think so too, buddy. I think we got this. Let's get this bread. Humans are not extinct yet. We will continue. (laughs) We're We're not down yet. Remember, pain might win some battles. But love and honor will win in the end. Let me think of a, let me think of a quote here that I from a song from Nickelback. We barely get by, but have the best times. Either way, so what do you think? Of, do you think of my quote? That's not a bad quote. Anyway, Aaron, what do you got to say? Yeah, I think we're gonna be fine. I mean, hopefully, that's what I hope. Uh, I don't know anything. Not a doctor. Aaron is smart. He's not a doctor. He's one smart guy. I know I'm not a doctor. That's how smart I am. Doctor Aaron Sanders. That's got a good ring to it. Never gonna happen. Never know. Uh, sorry, mom. <laughs> so. 
I think that concludes our season premiere of Thundercast quarantine special. You guys got anything else to say? Um, yes, I cannot wait to make any more episodes, and I hope you guys tune in for more Thundercast. And we, with COVID going on, we'll still make it for you. We'll do our best, and we'll have a little fun doing it. So thank you. Aaron, thanks for joining us today. All I can say is, with this being the final year of me, Aaron, and Sam, we cannot wait to make this season the best season of Thundercast that's ever hit. Regardless of COVID or not COVID. This is truly going to be... A uh, really special season. This is our end game. And this is our end game. I think I think this is going to be our end game, as in this is going to be the end of an era for a lot of things. It's going to be sad to see this vanish or disappear from our lives. I'm not saying Thundercast is over after four seasons. Hopefully Thundercast still continues. You just probably won't yeah. hear from us much anymore. Well, we'll try to. It'll be fine. Yeah. The boat is still floating. Yeah. It's still good. Thundercast will continue. Anybody who goes to Eastern and is listening to this right now and you want to sign up for Thundercast, the door is always open. Come join the family. Yes, because we were going to serve learners for today and prepare them for tomorrow. Yeah. Freshman, sophomore, junior, uh, even even senior, if you want to be very brief on our, on our little show here. Before we leave today, I would like to give a special shout-out to our main man, Scott Carmichael. He's the man who started this, and we can't be more happy about him letting us into this. So thank you, Scott, for pulling us through this. Thank you. Thank you for everything you do. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Thundercast. Please tune in for our next episode coming very soon. If you have any suggestions or comments, please email us at thundercast at egreen.k12.in.us. You can subscribe to hear every episode of Thundercast on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Podbean. All content in this podcast is property of Eastern Green School Corporation and may not be used without express written permission. All rights reserved.